0: What I want to talk about today is going to be all about starting and maximizing your side hustle. I know that a lot of people who are looking to start a freelancing career do it as a side hustle and it's a really smart thing to do, you know, working a full-time job while working on your hustle in the evenings and on the weekends. So I'm gonna be talking about how I got my start as a freelancer and even giving you a few ideas that you can start today after your nine to five. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh so rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. So to give you a little bit of background about me, I started my side hustle back in college. I was working a retail management job and I always knew that I wanted to get involved in social media and the world of digital marketing, but I didn't really see getting experience very feasible when my only job experience at the time was retail. You know, I worked as an assistant manager at many different amazing retailers, but I couldn't feel further away from my dream career. So what I did is I actually started applying for some work from home kind of freelance type gigs and ended up booking my first one as an education writer. So before I go any further, I think I need to add a little bit of backstory here. And that's that I've always had a blog and I actually had my personal YouTube channel at that time too. It was just kind of getting launched. So I did sort of have those things as my portfolio, if you will, but I did not have any like real professional experience by any means. So... I got this job and I was making, I believe it was 20 bucks an article, which really wasn't too bad. You know, I was in college, like I said, I was making a decent amount of money as an assistant manager in retail, probably a little bit more money than some of my peers, but you know, I definitely did not come from a wealthy background by any means. I worked for everything that I had, as a lot of college students do. And being able to have an extra 20 bucks, you know, 40 bucks. 100 bucks a week, whatever it was, it really made a difference for me. And it was the difference between eating a store brand, you know, box of macaroni and cheese for dinner every single night for a week and being able to order a pizza on Friday or, you know, being able to go on a short weekend trip to Chicago or doing just really little things that, you know, don't sound like anything special to a lot of us. But again, you know, when you're in college and you don't have a lot, it's seriously meant the world to me. And, you know, when you're in your early twenties, you're working a real time management job, you're barely scraping by, writing ten articles a month and having an extra two hundred bucks in my pocket to pay my rent or whatever I wanted to do, that makes the world of a difference. And that really opened my eyes to creating income for myself. You know, my whole life I'd been told to go to school and study hard and, you know, I don't know, plan ahead for my future in some way. And it was always about working for somebody else and I never even knew that it was possible to really work on your own terms in that way. I love the flexibility of freelancing and, you know, it was just awesome. I loved that I could work in my bedroom, in my office, in between classes on my campus. I could even sometimes work in the break room for my real job when I was on my lunch break and it was just really incredible. And also, you know, even though I was not making a ton of money at all, I was able to really choose how much money I wanted to make that month. The nice thing about my first freelancing job was that I didn't have a cap on the amount of articles that I was able to write. So I could truly write until my brain got numb. <laughs> now, sometimes my order was rejected and I was always like a little disappointed when that happened, but for the most part I could make up to $500 or so additional a month, you know, in, in addition to my my real job. And that was really a life-changing amount of money when you're not making a ton and you're in college and I always talk about life-changing amounts of money because I think, you know, when like your friends make a dare to you to do something crazy or ridiculous and they're like, would you do that for 50 bucks, 5,000 bucks, 5 million bucks? You know, the amount always changes for me because as you grow and as you mature and as you progress in your career, amounts of money change the impact that they have on your life. You know, I would never lick a frozen pole for 50 bucks now, but back when I was in college, that would have been awesome (laughs) that was a really random example but you know back then an extra five hundred dollars a month was incredible I mean now that would definitely be nice for me to have but I wouldn't say that it was a light it would be a life-changing amount and back in the day that was seriously an amount of money that changed my life and that totally shifted my attitude towards making money and towards what my future was going to look like so anyway No more pole licking, let's get on with it. After that, you know, I started my own and I slowly started to get social media clients, mostly in the B2B space. And I started to really build my skills as a social media manager. Somewhere along the way, I obviously graduated college and got my foot in the corporate world. And I've worked several corporate office jobs, and now I live in Detroit. But, you know, the side hustle was always something that was just kind of, you know, on my shoulder. And I really, really loved freelancing, and I always knew that I wanted to get back to it in some capacity. So after doing about six months of full-time corporate work, I decided that I kind of had gotten a handle on office life and corporate culture, and I thought that I was ready to branch out and start accepting some more clients again. So I got my first long-term client at that time, and I started hustling really, really hard for them. I was working basically full-time hours for my side hustle, And of several people, I was actually the only team leader in the U.S. It was a startup and it was good. I mean, it was stressful, but it was really, really good. And once I sort of got a handle on that, I, you know, continued doing my YouTube channel and making courses and doing one-on-one consulting, taking new clients. And so I had this full-on side hustle going on. So... That's my story, but you're probably wondering, you know, why keep a side hustle if you're happy in your job? And what's the benefit to side hustling versus, you know, just throwing in the towel and going freelance full time. So these are my tips and my best practices. First thing, too much experience is a really nice problem to have. In the corporate world, And in the freelance world, you know, experience does matter to some extent. I definitely think that it's a little bit easier to freelance with little to no experience. Example A, sitting right here, writing blogs on the internet while being a struggling college student. But it still does matter, especially when you start to get into high paying clients and more committed, dedicated, long-term types of work. Obviously the same is true for corporate America. You know, you really kind of have to pay your dues. And I think that we're starting to get out of that mindset in the corporate world a little bit i think that people are realizing that there's many different paths to success and that not everybody needs to climb a corporate ladder to you know excel and to really learn their jobs and to be in leadership positions but at the end of the day it still matters to some extent and You know, having a side hustle in addition to a 9 to 5, no matter which path you take, if it's that you want to eventually become a full-time freelancer or if it's that you want to become, you know, a vice president at your company, a side hustle can help. It counts as experience. I don't care what anybody tells you. You know, you got to own it. If you're applying for jobs in the corporate world, you got to own your freelancing. You can't just like talk about it like it's some little thing that doesn't matter uh, so it's all about how you sell it, but it, it's experience and it counts. And when I look back uh, being, you know, somebody fresh out of college, barely any experience expe- ex- except for in retail management, which is definitely, ex- definitely experience, but I digress. You know, the fact that I had freelance for years and had clients, I mean, that's a really cool thing. And that counts as like double experience. So let's say that I have one year of social media management experience in corporate If I have two years of social media manager experience freelance, I mean, I'm not going to say that every hiring manager is going to look at that as three years total, but they're going to look at it. They're going to look at it as time and as you sort of paying your dues. You can really only advance so quickly at a nine to five when you're one person with one career and side hustling can sort of serve as two careers and also more income, of course. Like I mentioned before, talking about life-changing amounts of money. No 50 bucks, 20 bucks an article isn't gonna change my life today because I've lived on a salary, because I have retainers for clients and yada, yada, yada. But even a small amount of income can over time change your life. So no, if you hand me a $20 bill, I'm gonna be like, okay, cool, thanks. But if I keep putting those $20 bills away for years, that's a car, a down payment for a car, or a down payment for a house, or, you know, a vacation. It can really help enhance your quality of life. I mean, people ask me all the time, how are you able to travel so much? How are you able to buy the things that you have? And I am by no means rich or wealthy or anything like that. But let me tell you, I would not have A lot of the things that I have if it weren't for doubling up and side hustling and working really hard you know at my day jobs that I've had as well I purchased my first new car when I was 25 I believe it was and I paid primarily cash I think I made like an additional three thousand dollar payment later or something like that but for the most part I bought it cash I mean that's not something that I would have been able to do just by working a job in corporate America I mean It depends on the industry you're in and all that. But if I was just working corporate social media, there's no way I would be able to walk into a dealership and buy a car. There's no way I'd be able to go on the vacations that I've been on. And, you know, you get the deal. It's really easy to save money when you have an additional revenue stream coming in. And for me, what I did with that money, at least for the first few years, is I didn't touch it. When I get a freelancing check, I made sure to put aside a little bit for taxes, and then I put the rest into a savings account, and that's when I started to set those goals for myself, knowing I needed to buy a new car, knowing I'd like to go on a vacation, knowing X, Y, Z. And I'd set those goals, and I'd only spend money on those goals. Now I've obviously you know, changed my business model a little bit and done things a little bit differently in terms of divvying up the money, but you know, yeah, I mean, that's a really nice little savings plan for you. Next thing, you know, I've learned so much as a freelancer that translates very well into a day job and vice versa. So I think that there's a very common misconception that everybody who freelances, everybody who has a small business, everybody who has a YouTube channel, whatever the case is, you know, that they want to do that full time all the time. Like that's the goal is to quit their job and to be a freelancer, be a small business owner. And that's totally fine if that's your goal. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, obviously. But you can do both. And and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do both. I mean, unless it's like against your company policy or something like that. But you know, don't let anybody tell you that you're not capable of doing both. Um, obviously, some career paths are more demanding than others. But I've been fortunate where they kind of work out together. And obviously, you don't need to be working on freelance work while you're at your job. I cannot not recommend that anymore. Don't ever do that. But, you know, learning different skills. I mean, if I take a social media webinar at my day job, it's going to affect my business and vice versa. So you can kind of kill two birds with one stone, if you will, when it comes to training and learning and just different experiences. I mean, there are so many things in the corporate world that I've been asked to do that I would have had no opportunity to learn if it weren't for my business and my freelancing you know I ran my first Facebook ad for my business page and then for a client like I would have never learned that I would never gotten the opportunity at the point in my career to actually manage ads and, and do that kind of thing so I think that they work really nicely together and I think that you can really again help elevate your career whether it's you know, the goal of being a freelancer, the goal of being um, somebody in corporate America, you know, I think you can really help elevate your career by doing both. And you know what, I really wouldn't have gotten my first corporate job if it weren't for the extra things that I did. It's hard. You know, I hear college students and young professionals, people my age, all the time complaining about how, you know, there's like that meme that's, like, you know, oh, this job wants eight years of experience, but this industry has only existed for four, you know, and, and they're funny. But at the same time, I get a little frustrated sometimes with us as well, because I feel like we just wait around a lot of the times for opportunities to come to us. And it's like, you've got to create those opportunities as well. I remember when I was graduating college, one of my friends, he was like, you know, hey, don't stress out. If you can't find a job, just make your own job. And I know that's a little bit of a rosy, you know, way of looking at things. I know that that's not possible or realistic for everybody and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, it's true. I mean, do what you can to get yourself that experience, whether it's volunteering, whether it's freelancing, whether it's picking up an extra part-time job in the industry that you want to be in, whatever the case, you know, you really have to open those doors for yourself. And I think that Having a side hustle is such a big part of that and such an opportunity in so many ways. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you're new here, you might not know this yet. I'm actually launching this show with no paid sponsorships. So since I'm not giving my airtime to the man, I'm giving it to me. Make sure to stop by my resources page and claim 20% off my freelance social media manager and money-making micro-influencer courses, just for being a listener. These courses are self-paced, yours forever, and handcrafted, especially by moi. Not only do I offer secret insights that I don't even share here on the show, but they also include tons of PDFs and worksheets that will help you get your freelancing wheels a-turnin'. Use the code freefrypod all one word, at ajourneyeastcom resources. The link is in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. So here's what I've done in the past to keep myself on track and to keep my goals in sight. First thing I recommend is planning your life (laughs) and tracking your time. So whether you're working for a day job, I mean, you can pretty much assume I'm gonna work eight to nine hours a day. You don't really need to track that necessarily, but black out the rest of your hours. So you have a lot more time than you think And I know that might sound a little bit harsh. And by the way, I'm speaking off of my perspective, which, you know, I'm not married and I don't have children. So I understand having a family and all that, you know, you have significantly less time and energy. You can definitely take some of these tips and kind of make them your own as well. For me, unmarried woman, no children, have to be to work at nine and leave at five or six or whatever the case, you know, that's a lot of time that. Surrounds that workday, and you usually have a lunch break in your workday too. And you usually have a commute. And if you live in a metro area like I do, you have probably about an hour long commute. So make sure that you're blocking off those hours from you know 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. or whenever it is you leave your house, you can do something. And for me, obviously, you don't want to start your day stressed out, so I would never recommend you know starting a huge project or doing anything like that but for me what i would use that time for is to check my emails so that i had inbox zero or as close to it as i could when leaving for my real job every day or my day job i don't like the term real job i think that's that's weird but yeah so i try to get to inbox zero before i went to my day job and i would just do that you know on my phone or open up my laptop while i'm having my breakfast my coffee watching the news, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I also had a client who was in Paris when I first started one of my first um, corporate jobs. And so that was actually a really great time to have conference calls with them because I think they're like six hours ahead. So you know that, that was the middle of the day, the afternoon for them. So it was perfect. So I'd have you know a quick touch base with them, 30 minute, one hour call, whatever. Sometimes I'd take that in my car or again just sitting on the couch drinking my coffee, putting on my makeup, whatever the case. And then your commute is so valuable. Buying a car that has a Bluetooth um, hands-free is life-changing for anyone in business. And so I would take a lot of calls on the road. Like I said, I had like an hour commute usually. So Take a call. If I wasn't taking a call, I would listen to a podcast because that's education, both for my business and for my job. I have so many podcasts that I recommend. I'm going to leave a list in the show notes of some of my favorites, but I would always try to educate myself as best as I could in my free time. And obviously, there were days that I just like to listen to the radio and belt it out because that's healthy and you got to practice self care too. So make sure that you pencil that in as well. So go to work, do your thing. If you have hours, lunch hours where you actually clock out, you can use a little bit of that time. But you know, I really like to use my lunch times to decompress and, and to not stress out about either gig. So I'd usually just eat some food and listen to music or something like that. Drive home, same thing. You can take a call, you can listen to a podcast, you can belt it out, whatever you think. And then, you know, you get home and And I would usually take some time to myself. So I have a guilty pleasure. I don't know if this is really guilty pleasure. I don't really like the term guilty pleasure, to be honest, because I think it insinuates that something you like is like, it's embarrassing to like things. And I think whatever you like is whatever you like. So let me stop rambling. My guilty pleasure is watching The View on Hulu. So I would get home from work, watch The View, which is like a 35 to 45 minute program, And while I was doing that, I'd eat my dinner, maybe have another cup of coffee, some water, whatever. And then I'd get to work from, you know, seven o'clock until 10 usually. So that's three hours in the evening and two hours in the morning. And then if you want to add your commute time in for calls, that's almost seven hours of additional time that you have to work on your business. Now, I know that seems crazy. I know you guys are probably thinking, wow, you really had no life because 10 o'clock and then you go to bed. But I have to be honest and say that I don't sleep a lot and a lot of people have issues with that. So we won't get in that debate. We'll save that for another episode. But I don't require a lot of sleep. So, you know, I, I would usually do my work and then like watch TV for 30 minutes or something or hang out with my partner or whatever lay in bed, read a book before I went to bed. I wouldn't like go straight to bed and do it all over again. Um, and I also want to say, you know, I would have weekends when I would do this routine. Like definitely. I mean, by hustling throughout the week, for me, that allowed me to have Saturdays and Friday nights and Saturdays during the day and usually most of Sundays too, to just enjoy. So you can schedule this out however you want. Obviously, this is your life. But you know, consider your weekends, consider evenings or mornings, and like see what schedules work best for you and, and when you're more produ- most productive too. So yeah, that's the one thing I recommend is block everything out. And I would actually use Google Calendars or whatever calendar you prefer to physically put blocks on my calendar of, okay, 6 a.m. I'm going to clean emails or I'm going to have a conference call. Like I wouldn't just willy nilly it because I think that trips people up a lot, especially when you have a lot going on. And I would do this in the corporate world as well, you know, block out my calendar um, with certain deadlines and things that I needed to do because otherwise it's really easy to just like put it off and put it off and put it off or forget about it or whatever. And One of my least favorite feelings in the world is when I have so much to do that I can't even do anything. Have you guys ever felt like that? It's like, I I know I have a lot of stuff to do, but I don't know where to get started because I haven't mapped it out yet. And so instead, I just sit there staring at my to-do list and and having no clue where to start. It's really stressful feeling and blocking out your calendar will definitely help with that. And then I also recommend tracking your time. Like I said, use a time tracker app or just keep manual notes or whatever you need to do because it's going to help you better understand your workflow, if you will. You know, if I'm spending like two hours a day managing emails, it might be time to get a virtual assistant. If I'm spending, you know, three hours a day scheduling social media posts, again, might be time to get a VA or a junior social media manager. And uh, that scares people a lot, the thought of hiring somebody or working with a freelancer or, you know, delegating responsibilities, but it can really make or break your side hustle, especially when you only have a very limited amount of time to work on it. So with that said, prioritize and delegate is my next tip. You got to Prioritize, you know, you gotta decide what needs my attention right away and what can wait, what is the most important. You know, obviously if you have a nine to five job, that's probably your priority because that's paying you your salary, you know, that's that's your lifeline in a way. And until you start to make, you know, the same or more money in your side hustle, you should really treat that as a priority. So make sure to just think about that stuff. And then within your business, you got to think about, you know, what's really going to help move the needle for you? What's going to produce a return on investment for you? What is... is is. Is necessary to do right now, and whatever you can't do, you need to really start thinking about those things and thinking. Like I said, is it time to hire somebody? Is it time to um, raise my prices? That's a real strategy. You know, people think that people raise their prices just because they're money hungry, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Most of the times, you know, most of the times it's just you, you can't stretch yourself too thin. So, pay attention to your time. You know, pay attention to your priorities can't recommend that more. I also recommend setting some office hours for yourself. And this is really, if you're in a client facing role, you know, for me, I had a certain day or time that my clients could contact me. I mean, obviously they could contact me by email and they could contact me for crisis type situations or urgent questions, but I like to give them, I like to give them A little window of time that they know they can catch me every single week because when you're working a nine to five and you're working a side hustle, your clients can sometimes feel a little bit alienated or, you know, that's a big differentiator between you and a large agency or a full-time freelancer. So you need to make sure that you're there for your clients. And in addition to setting office hours, I would always schedule regular weekly calls too. And sometimes that would be, like I said, on my morning commute, on so my lunch breaks, um, my evening commute, so that they know you're available and there for them. And they can really lean on you and not be like constantly wondering, where she is and you go dark for a long time. I see that mistake with freelancers who are doing a side hustle all the time. They just get swamped. And I understand, like, it's it's hard. It's work. It's hard working a job, let alone owning a business too. But you can't just go dark on your clients or on your job, of course. Like, you gotta be there. And if you're making these commitments, if you're signing contracts, if you're you're, you're saying you're gonna show up, you gotta show up. So set some office hours, set some expectations with your clients and make sure that you're available for them. Also, I recommend batch producing and working ahead as much as you can. So, you know, for me, one of my hustles is my YouTube channel and the content that I create, my courses and, you know, this podcast. I'm not making money off this podcast, but, you know, it's something that I do to help build my brand. And so the more that you can batch film and, you know, sit down and say, I'm going to film five videos today do that. Because if you spend, you know, one Saturday a month doing that, you're going to save yourself so much time in the long run. Same thing is true for social media. So I, you know, I manage social media for, for small businesses and brands. And I like to sit down one Sunday a month and plan out like the whole month's calendar. Obviously things come up and, you know, you got to do real time stuff and add things and remove things and all that. But if I can just like spend, a lazy Sunday when it's raining out, cuddled up in my pajamas on my couch, just batch producing and working ahead for them. It saves me so much time in the long run. And then I go through weeks where I don't do anything for a client besides support and like day to day engagement and you know responding to comments and things like that. But I don't schedule anything, and it's a really awesome feeling because I can actually just leave work and watch the view all night if I want to. No, I'm kidding. That'd be that'd be weird. Um, okay. Last thing I want to talk about here is a little bit more personal. Doesn't really have as much to do with business, but you know, you need to make sure that you're communicating with your friends, with your family, probably even with your boss too, if it's something that you're comfortable talking to them about. Like I said, you should make sure that you're not violating any kinds of like um non-compete agreements or anything like that if you're in the same industry. But make sure that you're talking to them and letting them know. Hey, this is what I have going on in my life. And it's not something that is very typical. I think it's becoming more and more typical, but it's hard sometimes for your friends to hear that you can't go out on a Friday night because you got too much client work to do, or you know, telling your family that you can only come home for a couple days on Thanksgiving versus like a whole week like normal because you gotta get ahead for the rest of the year. Like it's hard for them to hear. But make sure, you know, that they just understand why you're doing this and and that it's making you happy. And hopefully your side hustle is making you happy because, yes, the money is great, you know, all that stuff, being able to buy cars and save up for college or whatever you're doing, like, that's all amazing. But at the end of the day, your side hustle really needs to be something that you enjoy doing because that's a great way to get burnout is just taking every project that comes to you and doing it for the money. And I've been there. I've been there doing projects that I hated. I've been at jobs that I hated. And it's just, it's not worth it. Obviously, you gotta feed yourself, you gotta clothe yourself. So I understand sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. But if you have any choice in the matter, make sure you're doing things that you really enjoy. And also, you know, that brings up another point is make sure you're doing projects that are really gonna build your portfolio and that you're proud of. Because again, Side hustles are a choice. You have that salary. You've probably had that salary before this, and you've been doing fine. Um, hopefully, I hope you you're doing fine. And if that's the case, you know you already have a budget set up. This is extra. Like yes, extra can be going towards necessities or strong desires, but it's still extra. And it's not necessary right now. So make sure that the things that you're spending your your choice time on or things that you're proud of that you can put in your portfolio, that you can use to get a better job or get more clients or build your business or whatever your goals and your dreams are. So do you have a side hustle yet? If you do, I would love it if you told me about it. Tweet me at A East. That's my Twitter handle, and let me know what your side hustle is. If you don't have one, you should probably keep listening because I'll just give you a little, a little quick rundown of some of the, the creative side hustles that you can really start today if you, if you wanted to. So first things first, I have found so many different gigs on the various freelancing websites that are out there nowadays. There's so many I could, I could list them for days. Fiverr, Cloud Peeps. Upwork. I think Upwork is where I got my first freelancing gig. So if you have any small talent at all in writing, in design, in web development, in editing, in social media, in marketing, in influencer management and marketing, there's a gig out there for you. Now, getting those gigs isn't always the easiest, especially when you don't have the experience. But for me, once I got one, they just kept coming to me and I kept getting recommended for more. And it was a really nice way to build my initial client base. So sit down, take a look at what you like to do and start making it happen. I personally do social media management, consulting and training. Those are my focuses in addition to you know, my, my fun things, which I don't really consider part of my hustle, but most definitely are. They most definitely get me paid, you know, my YouTube channel and my social influence, which I hate using that term. Um, but that's definitely a thing. And that's something that I've done for many years. Writing is a really big one, although I know it's hard to get, you know, the pay that you deserve sometimes, but there are so many writing gigs on these websites I have so many amazing ideas for uh, graphic designers and I wish that I was a graphic designer because doing simple things like reaching out to, you know, influencers or social media creators and doing banners and profile icons for them and setting up websites for them. Um, If you can edit, especially in like After Effects or, you know, motion or whatever they're called. See, I don't even know what they're called. I definitely can't do this. And you guys have a film degree, by the way. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, if you can do any kinds of animations, pitch that to YouTubers and content creators who need intros. Intros are so big right now. People, Everybody wants an animated intro. Just think about what you're good at and try to find an angle for selling it. Whatever you choose to do, I promise you it's probably a lot easier getting started than you thought that it would be. And if you're looking to get into freelance social media management, then I have a treat for you. Head over to ajourneyeast.com resources. This page and the direct link will actually be listed in the show notes as well. Head over to that page and join my freelance social media manager course. It's called a journey social. You can use the code free fry pod for 20% off. That coupon code is actually good for my second course as well, which is called Money-Making Micro-Influencer. It's a course all about elevating your influence, working with brands, and becoming a master of your pitch. So again, it's free, fry, F-R-I, pod, P-O-D. That's 20% off either of my courses. That should help you get started on your side hustle, whatever you choose to make it. I hope this episode was helpful for you and got you thinking a little bit about your side hustle and how to make it work with your day to day life. I know it's not easy, but you guys are hustlers and I know you're going to make it happen. This was the first episode. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to rate I love five stars. I don't know if I love five stars. I'm actually just saying that because that's what all the cool podcasters that I listen to say. But I think that I would love five stars. So if you would be so kind, it would mean the world to me go ahead and tweet me at a journey east and let me know what you thought of the episode i'm so excited for more of these to come out for you guys and I'm, I'm looking forward to giving you the knowledge that you need and empowering you because i want you guys to make that life-changing amount of money too and i know that you can do it and that's it for this episode of the freelance friday podcast i hope you enjoyed if you did make sure to let me know Rating this podcast is a huge help and you can also tweet me at A Journey East with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro-Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.